Hey, Warriors, this is Amy. And this is Sarah. And you're listening to the Unqualified Therapist Inc. start right away with best of the berg yes i know you've talked about it in the last one but guys this is huge it is so huge we haven't even been doing this a year no six months yet yeah november december january february march april would be six months yeah so just under just just under six months and for me coming back to the city and living here from Colorado, I seriously like followed best of the bird yeah. for like where to go to know and where what to, to do go. and how, how, like what. And I just thought it was this very like, ah, thing yeah. that's so unattainable. <laughs> and now we're on the ballot. I know it's so exciting. So I guess what we want to share with you is, first of all, you do not have to be from Pittsburgh. No, to vote. you don't. You could be our friend in Australia. That's true. Mm. We would, really appreciate it no matter what city you live in wherever country if you would just get on and vote for us you can vote one time a day so you can vote a whole lot if you do that we it would be just such an amazing thing for us to win and i would just be so i mean i'm already so excited just to be on the ballot but the link is in our link tree which is on our instagram and we could probably post the link in the show notes we can put it everywhere yep i'll put it in the show notes so vote. It's exciting. Yes. I can't believe we're on the ballot. That's right now. okay. Cause we found out about this the day it closed yeah. and then it just blew up and we ended up on the ballot. I know. Ah. And I just, yeah, again, I'm like beyond excited. I know me too. I don't, it's like the, um, I don't know. I'm trying to think of what it could be like to compare to people. I don't know. It's just maybe other cities have it and I they get know. it. It's like an Emmy. I was going to say that. And then I was like, is Emmy the right one for us? I don't even think so. I don't and know. then I almost said Grammy and I'm like, no fucking way. Am I getting a Grammy? <laughs> it was Emmy's daytime TV, right? Yeah. And then the Golden Globes are movies. Yeah. The Oscars. The Oscars are movies. A, yeah. But I just feel like we should have the Oscars. I don't know. I don't know what any of this is. I'm making it all up. All right. Well, best of the Berg. Vote, yes. vote, and vote every single day for Unqualified Therapist Inc. Woo woo. Thank you. Thank you. I Oh, guess what? What? I am. Well, first of all, I'm a superhero now. <laughs> Duh. Superhero powers because I am fully vaccinated. Yes. That's amazing. I feel so free. <laughs> do you just want to go to a concert right now? I do. I do. I just want to go to a concert. I just want to. I'll put one on for you. Me and Michael put one on for you. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to like run to the plane, which I'm going to actually do on Wednesday. But I was very nervous about it and it was not go- the week wasn't going very well already for things that we'll tell you about another time. So second vaccine, fully vaccinated. I got it on Tuesday. Very worried about side effects because I've heard all sorts of things. And it was, 
First of all, I feel like I was really lucky because I only had one, well, the headache, but I had one side effect, which was this weird sleep where I could just like talk to you and just go and (laughs) fall asleep. (laughs) You were like narcoleptic. It was so weird. I was like, Mike, I would wake up and Mike would be like, do you want to watch something? I'm like, okay. And I would watch for five minutes and I would look at him and I'm like, I need to sleep again. He's like, again? And I would be out before he even could say anything. I, I felt my dad was visiting Tuesday night and we were talking on the couch and that's when it started. So I got my vaccine at four or something and about 830, I just passed out while we were talking. (laughs) (laughs) And then I slept all the way through the next night. Oh my it was, gosh. It was a weird, it was a heavy sleep. Like, did you feel good when you got up or no? No, I felt tired. Ugh. Yuck. Yeah, I just, I just, it was, I was really tired. Really, really, I've never been that tired unless I've been really, really sick, I guess. So I didn't have the chills or the fever or anything like that. So I was very happy about that. And I really didn't want the stomach stuff. No. So, you know, I got a full day of sleep and I'm fully vaccinated. So I don't know. I feel like that was a good. That is a very I'll take amazing thing. Yeah. I'm very excited for you, and I can't wait to be fully vaccinated. Yes. So, check. Yeah. So, the day that the best of the bird closes is the day I get my second shot. <gasps> and then she'll be out of commission and for then like I'll be, two weeks. Yeah. <laughs> because I, it's been a week since I got my first dose, and my body still hurts. Not like it did Sunday. Yeah. The day after, that was, that was really intense. But it still hurts, but it's all... This could be spiritual stuck stuff, too, because it's all on the left side of my body. Ooh. So it's like in the back of my neck, it's on my shoulder blade on the left side. Yeah. And then like all the way around, like underneath of my shoulder blade and up the side and then up towards my neck. What was Kelsey talking about with the shoulder blades? That's heart chakra. Yeah. So there might be some crap stuck in there. Yeah. So I got to work through that. <laughs> There's no pill for that, unfortunately. Because no. it, it's bizarre because I have... I used this like super highly recommended THC lotion. Yes, you tried that on me. I liked it. Oh my gosh, it worked so nicely, Mm -hmm. but it didn't work for that long, you know. Mm -hmm. And so then I put icy hot on, and then I was like miserable because I'm like, it's on fire. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, when is it gonna be icy? There's there's a middle ground, just so you know. Oh, man. Yeah. You went straight to Icy Hot. I went straight, you're like, yeah. organic, CBD, yep. hippie. And then you're like, Icy Hot. Because it hurt so bad. You're like, yeah. I mean, my shoulder has hurt so bad. Uh, like I said, on the one we were talking to Kelsey, like I wanted to take a knife and just yeah, cut. Cut it out. It felt like it just needed to be like yeah. se- severed. 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 Shevered. Shevered. Because <laughs> I've been sleeping on a massage ball, too. So it's this like. <gasps> Oh blue ball that has these like spikes all over it. I have done that before. And I was sleeping on it and just move it. Like I would wake up every so often and, and then it. just move it a little bit, like an inch further down or whatever. Oh gosh. And so nothing was ha- helping. So I'm guessing it's like a stuck energy chakra thing. I also took, I have some leftover pills from my 17,000 surgeries. <laughs> so I took, it was just an 800 milligram ibuprofen, nothing big. It's not even that exciting, Sarah. It's not. I know. I have Oxy in there and I can't take it. I I hate Oxy. I get the sweats real bad, like immediately. I can't go to the bathroom. Yeah, same. And that to me, I'll take any shoulder pain (laughs) over that. It is so uncomfortable. It's it's terrible. That's Mm -hmm. how it was. 
after my C-section. I learned the hard way. Oh. Should have been having um, Marillax the whole time. Yeah. But I waited. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So anyways, I always tell people, man, I still don't, I, I just, I don't know how people love it because I, I, they might not eat. Maybe they don't eat if they like that kind of Yeah, because it. Because it can't poop. No. Pardon me. I said <laughs> poop. <laughs> you can't take a dump. <laughs> so I do have to go back to our past show where I said all of those lovely, kind, and honest things about Mike. Yeah. That I, you know, I truly meant from the heart. Oh, no. He was like, that was really nice, babe, but oh, ready no. for this? What? So this is a correction. Oh, no. Michael does use emojis and exclamation points. <laughs> Like, I was like, dude, he took the time to be like, listen, you were incorrect. I need a correction. He's like, I understand you took 20 minutes of your podcast to profess (laughs) your love and gratitude towards me, but we need to like fix this. (laughs) I need people to know I use emojis and explanation points. It is necessary. Like, If you could have seen my face, I was like, (laughs) like, that's, that's what you're taking from this. So I have publicly made the correction to all of the people in all of the world. Oh, Michael. (sighs) (laughs) I don't know. It's just ridiculous. Okay, Mike, we need to know what's your favorite emoji. So he gives me three all the time, which I do. No, I think so. His favorite one is like this. He does this one a lot. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So shoulder shrug. For those of you that can't see me. (laughs) We still use, because we don't care, the crying laughing one. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, The kiss one. Yeah. The one with the hearts coming out of it. Yeah. And what else does he use? I think that's it. But he loves like the, actually I use it. We both use the same like three or four emojis yeah. all the time. I should just change it up one time and put like a palm tree or like, <laughs> I don't even know, like a, an apple. An eggplant. I almost said it, but then I was like, <laughs> nope, not going there. Leave it to Sarah, people. She did. She's like, I'll go there. No problem. No problem. <laughs> You're thinking it. I'll say it. <laughs> oh, my gosh. So now yeah. that we have that taken care of. I'm glad you made the correction. I was wondering about that all week. <laughs> <laughs> As all of our listeners were. Is. I know. They're like on the edge of their seat. They're like, how can this nice man, he's perfect in every way, but he doesn't use emojis. <laughs> <laughs> well, he does. Oh, Randy doesn't use emojis, but he does use GIFs or GIF or whatever, however you say it. I really think that it's GIF. Yeah. Or GIF. I think it's GIF, but okay. everyone says GIF. Hmm. I've actually looked this up multiple times and I don't remember the answer. What? <laughs> I want to see your search history sometime. Oh, God. <laughs> we need to, like, that needs to be like a, a section on our show where we're like, let's look at each other's search history. And we have to read like the four most recent searches. All right. Done. I'm going to be real honest about <clears throat> my most recent search. Oh, dear God. Here we go. I swear it's PG. Are you ready? I'm ready. But it's embarrassing. Oh, I'm so ready. I'm here for this. Okay. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> All right. So we went to, this is like a sidebar as to how this came up. We went to this honky tonk bar literally in the, it was like close to West Virginia in your, in your people's neck of the woods. Yeah. And from the WV. <laughs> and 
what? <laughs> there was no service, so you couldn't look anything up there. Like that's the kind of place it was. Okay. No cell service, which I was like, a vet, we're definitely dying because I, yeah. I listened to a lot of right. true crime. Right. So, or ha- I forget what song it was too. It's it's a song that Kid Rock does and Brett Michaels. You don't know. And all I can think of is bound, but they're bound. Nope. <laughs> nope. 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 Um, I know there's one. I just can't think of what it is right now. I do mean, you need to look it up? I mean, I kind of do. Do you need do, to Google I, search I, it? Okay. You remember the show Rock of Love? Uh, sure do. Yeah. Okay. Because, terrible show. <laughs> terrible show. Because here's what I realized after I did my search. In my brain, both Brett Michaels and Kid Rock wear those bandanas. Right. Kid Rock has rock in his name. Yes. I thought it was his show. Yes. And I thought he had a, I thought they both had a show then. I see. I see where this is going. So I looked up, was Kid Rock ever on a reality show? <laughs> <laughs> and so Rock of Love. Yes. Is not Kid Rock. It's Brett Michaels. It's Brett Michaels. I didn't remember when you said Rock of Love. I was like, yeah, it was Kid Rock. Exactly. <laughs> and Mike and Kate were like, uh, no. And I was not going to back down. But I mean, I was wrong. I'll say it. But that's the last thing I searched. <laughs> I mean, so you see my search history. You'll be like, what? Was Kid Rock ever on a reality TV show? That is... That's phenomenal. That's pretty classic. Amy. That is good. That is a classic Amy mm-hmm. Google search. Yeah, I love it. Yeah, that's the kind of shit I do. <laughs> that's that. So. Mine are boring. That's because I make Randy do all the stuff I don't want to search on my own phone. You just yell, Randy. Yeah, yeah. or I'll ask mm. Alexa, "Do we have one in here?" I don't mm. think so. That's okay if I say it. But she, that bitch doesn't know anything. I don't she, know about yours. She can never answer anything. But she's always like, hmm, I'm sorry. I don't I know. know that. I'm like, you don't know anything. And they won't read it to you. They have to. It's like, go to this website. Yeah. No. Uh-uh. I want you to just I want you tell, to tell me. me right now. I don't know. Alexa's not doing her job. We've been fighting a lot lately. I keep asking her to tell me puns and they're just not good. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> Yeah, I ask her on a daily basis. I'm like, Alexa, tell me a pun. And then she says it, and I'm like, that's terrible. (laughs) She's like, I'm sorry that you feel that way. She's like, screw you, human. (laughs) You couldn't come up with one in two seconds. Wow. Wow. Okay, then. So, no Alexa. No. Well, if you want to hear our recent Google searches, you got to vote for us for Best of the Berg to keep us on the air. (laughs) Yes, you do. Um, There's more where that came from. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, goodness. We have so much to share with you guys. So much to share with you. Our journeys are very, very interesting up until this point, and they're going to be even better going forward. And we not only are talking about our journeys, but others too. And we have lots of great guests on here. So if you would go vote for us on Best of the Berg, that would help us get out there more. And then we can be able to still have these great episodes and um, get the guests on here and the sound equipment that we need because my production skills have been... No, her production (laughs) skills are amazing. Our equipment... (laughs) We just need a little bit better equipment. Yes. Um, But for what we have and where we came from pretty baller for a trifold <laughs> presentation poster board background i think we're doing all i think right. we're doing good yeah um 
You guys are missing it. It's so pretty in here. It is. It is. If you would like to watch us as we record these ridiculousnesses and hear all the things that get taken out, because there's a lot, then sign up to be a Patreon. Yeah. Come be a part of our fan club. We would love that. Please. And then you can watch the videos of us recording. And get all kinds of other really fun content. Yeah. And um, along with some good spiritual stuff in there too. And once we are on the road, you'll get early access to tickets. And once we get our merch up, which shouldn't be long, you'll get early first dibs and discounts on the merch too, just for being part of our fan club. So go to patreon.com slash unqualified therapists, Inc. Or you can go to our Instagram. Our link tree is up there with all of the links to everything us. (laughs) (laughs) All right, loves, enjoy this conversation with the beautiful, amazing Taylor Pinkston. Yes, this is a great talk that we had with her and one of our amazing guests that we are so honored to have on our show. Enjoy. Good morning, warriors. I am so excited to be here with the amazing dear friend of mine, Taylor Pinkston. She has been named the 40 under 40 for California University of Pennsylvania. She is the Social Worker Appreciation of Greatness, the SWAG Award. She's been featured in Table Magazine giving her her tips on self-care, along with pretty much any other podcast or publication out there in (laughs) Pittsburgh. Taylor is a staple. She is known around town as the heart advocate, and we are so lucky and thankful to have her here today. Good morning, Taylor. Wow, Sarah, what an introduction. Good morning. (laughs) Good morning to you. Thanks for having me. Yeah, we're so excited to have you. So we asked Taylor to join us today. She could pretty much talk about anything and you guys would be uh, totally entertained. Um, She is very knowledgeable in so many things. And she's pretty funny if I do say so and, uh, and fun to hang out with. So we're gonna we're gonna have a good time and probably be talking to her more than just today. But today we wanted her to come on with this being, you know, a women's history month and we're trying to get some stuff out there for women. And we just thought that we would finish off the month by giving everybody some good self-care, self-love, advice and tips and all the goodness that you have. So tell us a little bit about how you started this journey. So it started in 2015 when I found out I was pregnant with my beautiful five-year-old little girl it just made me realize how much I didn't love myself oh wow yeah just getting pregnant Mm -hmm. in the first place you know completely unexpected unplanned um I was not in a good place in my relationship with her father at the time Mm -hmm. um and you know during that nine months of pregnancy I was faced with my anxiety I was faced with my depression Um, And I had graduated with my master's in social work and just really wanted to help people, but I wasn't helping myself. Like the choices that I was making were, were just not in alignment with my purpose. And I had to call myself out on my crap. Yeah. Um, And, you know, finding my own therapist and getting back into writing, starting a blog and just, you know, really venting out the things that I was experiencing, the choices that I was making you know, advocating for myself while, you know, trying to encourage others. 
eventually turns into the heart advocate now here in 2021. Um, yeah. It started with the, just a blog um, and me just wanting to vent. And then, yeah, of course, seeing my daughter and just really not wanting her to ever doubt herself, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. ever choose others over herself to diminish her worth. You know, I was very much a people pleaser, very yeah. much, especially with guys, um, yeah. just allowing a lot of nonsense and toxic toxicity and self-love truly helped me to choose myself. Um, so it started with self-love, but self-care is a part of the practice. Yeah. I, I could say with a lot of certainty that probably everybody's been there in that mm-hmm. spot of, of self-deprecation and self-loathing and just trying to please everybody else and not really taking care of themselves. So it's just those that find that that's not okay mm. yeah. <laughs> and then can help others find that as well. Mm. So um, I'm thankful that you, you did find that path. So you started out with the, no, not the whole truth. You started with the heart advocate, correct? So it started out ladyhood journey. That was ladyhood the name journey. Of the that's right. Yeah. And through that, I started to get on social media because I had deleted like all of my old social media. <laughs> yeah. Um, I get that. <laughs> I I can't find anything from college. It's all gone. Um, (laughs) So once I logged back into the Twitters and the the Instagrams and the Facebook, I had a a group of women that I connected with on Twitter. Um, They were loving the things that I was talking about and I was doing. We started a group called The Ho Truth at the time. It started on Twitter. And then we actually I didn't know started, it started on Twitter. Yeah, it was a Twitter thing first. Oh. Um, we actually still have a page on there. I don't do anything with it, but it's still <laughs> up there. And then, yeah, we took it to Facebook. I invited all of my friends, everybody mm-hmm. that I was following. I just invited everybody. And eventually that turned into healing over everything. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, we have a huge team of, of folks, but, you know, it, it started out again, just like a group for women to vent and to yeah you know encourage one another and support one another and then it turned into like a mental health healing self-love space and now it's like 14k folks oh, in there, it's a fantastic know. place to be i yes. go there every day i have to check my whole truth page every day yeah me too me because too. Yeah. <laughs> The things that you, and you have themes every week. So each week is a different theme of around mental health and it's just so empowering. And then you have no makeup Mondays, Mm -hmm. which is my fave. I love it. I'm always no makeup (laughs) Mondays. I've got to start sending in pictures again. I haven't done it in a while. Yes. Yes. I got to start posting my pics again. So it's just this great place to be where you allow us to all feel like we're safe and we can ask anything. I mean, some of the questions that we feel free to ask is is incredible. It just, it makes me smile. It, like kind of the more, um, not taboo, but like the more like, you know, personal the questions become. I'm like, this yeah. is amazing. This is so great that this space feels so safe that these women feel that they can ask anything. So thank you for creating that. And if you're interested, it is on Facebook. It is H-O-E, Healing yes. Over Everything, The yes. Whole Truth. And it is awesome. So we've got, you started with those pages, you were on Twitter and you were on Facebook and you are a social worker um, and you do some therapy as well. Correct. Mm -hmm. I wanted to ask you, what are your top tips? 
Now, do you want to start with, what do you think, where does, is it the chicken or the egg? Is it the self-love first <laughs> and then the self-care or is it the self-care and then the self-love? So I tried to self-care before I understood what self-love mm-hmm. really means. And I had to backtrack. I ended up having to go, like I, I tried the self-care thing. And because I didn't know what self-love meant, I self-cared only one way, which was mm. the physical care. Yeah. You know, everybody knows the physical care. It's the first thing you see when you Google it or yep. get on Pinterest or, you know, Instagram. It's easy to take a picture of that right. and you can see it. Um, but there's other types of self-care. But, you know, most people don't know that because we don't really practice self-care as a part of self-love. Right. A lot of people separate the two and it's like there's self-love and then there's self-care and Christina Rilo didn't teach me like that. <laughs> um, I, I got my certification through the Path of Self-Love School and how I practice self-love and, and teach it um, and provide therapy is that way. Mm-hmm. You have to understand what self-love is in order to even understand what self-care is. So I would definitely say go the self-love route instead of just trying to self-care. Yeah. Because there's so much more than just self-care when we're talking about self-love. Um, but self-care is a huge part of that pie. Right. You know, taking care of our minds, our bodies, our souls every single day, intentionally choosing to do that is a big part of how we can love ourselves um, and a very important part as well. Mm -hmm. Um, so when we're talking about like tips, Mm -hmm. I would definitely say, you know, follow folks who know what they're talking about, follow folks who aren't just all about the pretty Mm -hmm. expensive self-care, self-care, a lot of it, you don't have to go into your pocket at all to, to practice it. And when you Google it, you know, it looks expensive. It looks <laughs> um, rich, white girl. Like mm-hmm. it really does. It does, yeah. And you don't really see me if you right. Google self-care, you know? Right. So um, how I practice it on, on theheartadvocate.com, you know, when you read my my articles and see my, my resources and, you know, those who have been in my program know that self-care is hard it is not pretty it is not fluffy it's not always fun um there's so many layers to it but you know it's definitely more than the physical stuff that we know the yoga meditation the washing your behind Mm -hmm. you know stuff like that (laughs) there's so much more to self-care than that (laughs) i love it i love it um so you talk a lot about doing the heart work and that's when you started to talk, like to say these things, when I've heard you speak a few times, it just really touched me. And I thought, what a great blend of doing the hard work and the heart work, you know, and saying it that way, because heart work is not easy. It is hard. And, um, yes. Yeah. So it's intense. So what kind of advice would you give when you start digging in to do that heart work and it gets hard and you feel stuck? Mm -hmm. What kind of advice would you mm-hmm. would you give people? So heart work, again, comes from Christina Rilo. She is, mm. I don't know, she's self-love all-knowing. <laughs> um, and there's so much of her language that I've adapted because it's just 
what what better way yeah. than to say heart work like that's exactly what it is yeah um those that i work with i always just suggest madly in love with me Ooh. she has a book that breaks down self-love like yeah you, you go on amazon get this book mm-hmm. you know and therapists coaches like myself can help you navigate yeah. through really working through your self-love um, but this book is i mean it's phenomenal it yeah. it, it it really um, opens up how you can actively practice loving you. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's not, again, a fluffy thing. It's right. you know, a lot of tears, a lot of opening things up. Um, so when it comes to, you know, and I guess a short and sweet version and how I, I look at all of this is firstly, just giving ourselves the permission, mm-hmm. you know, the permission to exist, the permission to feel, to be who we are, to not have to fit and to conform into somebody's idea of who we should be. You know, that permission is so important first. The permission to take care of ourselves. Like I know as a mom for a long time in the beginning when my daughter was, you know, first born, I felt selfish a lot of times and I had to give myself the permission to take care of me so yeah. that he can see it so that one day she will take care of herself. Like it, it, it was very much a permission thing. And then validating self. I am valid as, as, as I am. I don't have to change. I don't need to fix myself. I'm not broken, you know, and just really encouraging myself in that way that I am good enough. I know many of us feel like we're not doing enough, we're not good enough. Like we we hear these negative thoughts in our hair in our heads all the time. Mm-hmm. And that validation we seek from others, just mm-hmm. like we seek permission from others. We're yeah. waiting for somebody to say, you can do it. You, yeah. you got this. Go for it. Take this risk. And it and it truly has to come for you from you. And like this final part, empowerment is also a huge part of self-love. Self-empowerment is something, I mean, women empowerment, we hear that word all the time, but no Mm -hmm. one can empower you to take action, to take charge, to take accountability over your life. We can be encouraged and supported and loved on, but when we're talking about loving ourselves, you have to be ready. Yeah. You have to be like, I'm willing to do anything yeah. to love on me. You yeah. know, I'm willing to go all in. So, mm-hmm. you know, permission, validation, empowerment, you know, if you, if you've got those things and if you're ready for those things, you're ready for self-love. Mm. Do you hear that mamas? It is not selfish <laughs> <laughs> to take care of yourself. Think about it. Right. Do you want your child to grow up and not take care of themselves? They're only going to mm-hmm. learn it from you. And that's, a, that was a huge lesson I had to learn too. And do you feel like it's been easier because I feel like I have to give myself permission every day. I don't feel like that's yes. something I'm ever going to be able to stop doing. I mean, I we, hope to get to a place where I don't have to do it every day, but I feel like right. every single day when I choose to do something for myself, I have to stop and say, okay, this is okay. You're allowed to do this. <laughs> well, Sarah, you know, we, we grew up watching our parents. Yeah. So we have 30 sometimes 40 plus years Mm -hmm. of watching the people before us neglect themselves. Yeah. They, you know, the generations before us were just trying to survive. I know my mom, her mom, you know, Mm -hmm. 
what they overcame as black women in this country alone, yeah. you know, thinking about self mm-hmm. for them was selfish. You know, I need to be here for my family. I need to do right. for my children. I need to, you know, my mom is one of seven. My dad is one of 10. Like wow. their mothers and fathers. Yeah. My grandparents, you know, it's just like, it was a lot of survival just mm-hmm. to get by. Mm-hmm. And my parents didn't grow up seeing their parents take care of themselves. Yeah, Self-love wasn't something that was discussed. I didn't hear self, I don't, I don't remember hearing that word until I was in college. I don't think that word was even a thing. It was yeah. fuzzy mm-hmm. like, when I was in college and then I wanted to research it for myself. So we have a lot of experience of watching and I'm going to specifically talk about moms, self-sacrifice, mm-hmm. just the last ones to make their plate, the last ones to take a shower, yeah. the last ones to do anything for themselves. And I remember seeing my mom do things for her. She would take bubble baths every now and then. My mom was very confident. She would take risks on herself. I remember seeing that confidence, but I also remember her sacrifice. I remember her doing so much for us. You know, you kind of just you know, watching your your aunts and the people around you not do things to, to fully take care of their mind, body, and soul. Right. You know, you adapt to those behaviors. So mm-hmm. it just becomes this generational thing of women just self-sacrificing, people-pleasing, um, saying yes when they really want to say no. Right. You know, and doing everything and anything for their for the families but not really for themselves and i believe both can coexist i really do i believe that we can go all in for our families and still have time for ourselves don't say no to our kids this is mommy time i'm doing yoga for 30 minutes Mm. and you can wait yeah you know Maybe we're not talking to our infants like that, but my five-year-old, right. she knows. <laughs> this is mom time. I'm going to do my meditation, yeah. my yoga, and you wait. Yeah. Um. So, you know, practicing it, I would say, is an everyday thing, Sarah. Like, it's not, because we have a history of what we have, because most of us did not grow up in self-love households, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. hearing the word. Yeah, we, we're going to have to give ourselves that permission every day. And yeah, maybe one day it'll be our kids' generation where it's integrated. Yeah. And they don't have to ask for permission. Oh. They just do it, you know. So that's um, our that's our job then, hmm. right? Yeah, we're the rebels. You know, yeah. if you're practicing self-love right now, you are doing something so rebellious Mm -hmm. because even even now some of our moms and grandparents are telling us that we're selfish yeah when we do this Mm -hmm. I've I've talked to many a mom in therapy who's like you know I'm trying to do something for me and my grandma's telling me I'm selfish my aunt's telling me I'm selfish my mom is like that's selfish you need to make this time with your kids and it's like if I don't take care of me how am I going to take care of these kids like how am I going to do yeah so we're rebels. We yeah. are. I love being a rebel. So that makes me happy. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so I've, I've been, I've been going back and forth with this phrase and I'm trying to integrate it into my brain and understand it fully. So I just kind of want to get your feelings on it where I've been hearing so much. We can't, we can only love others as much as we love ourselves. Mm-hmm. So 
you know, I, I think about that and I think, oh, okay, that's true. And so then I really need to work on my self-love and get myself so that I can truly love these people. But then I think about how much I love, you know, the people that I love. And I'm like, is that, I don't know. So like, what are your thoughts on that? Hmm. I think we're really good at giving of ourselves to other people Mm -hmm. and completely neglecting ourselves. I think most people spend so much time thinking about others' opinions of them. Yeah. And just focusing on not disappointing people Mm -hmm. that we ignore our own feelings, our own thoughts. Um, I think we are very capable of fully loving people and not loving ourselves at the same time. Now, I do think that when we are under our most stressful, pressured, triggered spaces mm-hmm. that if you're struggling to love you you take it out on those people yeah yeah you know i know like if i you, do if you don't know how to go inward yeah then you start lashing out mm-hmm. and then neglecting the people and isolating yourself from them and and the behaviors that come out of that are very unloving right so i do think both need to coexist coexist when we're talking about um, harmony in relationships Mm -hmm. and understanding and respect and support, you know, because there are tough parts of life. You know, it's not about the happy ending. It's about this journey that we're on. And, you know, if, if we are not fully loving on ourselves or know how to, it's going to come out, like it's going to show up in your relationships. So, I do think that we're capable of like fully loving people. Mm -hmm. But again, if you're struggling to love you, it will come out and it will impact the relationships that you are in. That is such, I mean, I, as you're saying this, I'm thinking, yeah, because I have a hard time with self-love and I I have to, like I said, give myself permission and and to work on it every day. And it does come out when I'm in a bad space, it comes out and it comes out at the people I love. So you are so right. Oh, woof. (laughs) (laughs) And that's the messy parts of self-love. Take a picture of and post it on Instagram. Uh, yes. Where's yeah. my Pinterest? I need to yeah. check my self-love Pinterest board. <laughs> right. So tell us a little bit about your struggle as a Black woman in this space of mental health, because I know that it is not representative of the BIPOC community. I know it is not inclusive. It is not easy. It is not available. Talk talk to us a little bit about how you're trying to break through that and what, what we can do as well to help. I would say firstly, just existing. Like the fact that, you know, I got my master's in social work, working on my license in social work, providing therapy at Healthy Start. I am the senior moving beyond depression therapist Mm -hmm. um, for the moving beyond depression program. Um, I've been doing that for two years, providing cognitive behavioral therapy to prenatal and postpartum moms struggling with depression, um, beautiful, tough work. But just the fact that I exist and that there Mm -hmm. are other Black therapists that exist, Black therapists exist. We are here. There's not a lot of us, you know, when we're talking about the grand scheme of mental health, a lot of us have long waiting lists Mm -hmm. um, for that reason. But just 
the fact that we exist, places like Therapy for Black Girls have directories on how you can find a Black mm -hmm. therapist in your area. You know, things like that just, of course, just give me hope in this field. It, it's, it's troublesome, you know, even especially, you know, as a therapist that believe that therapists need therapy, you mm -hmm. know, I've mm -hmm. gone through the steps of finding a therapist I've yeah. looked for black therapists I'm on waiting lists and had to you know just find someone because I needed support so yeah. you know I typically like to work with with women you know mm -hmm. as a woman you know, yeah I, I, I want that but it, it can be tough to feel seen to feel heard to feel accepted to feel understood and I think a lot of you know Black, Indigenous, and people of color just want that. We just want to be in a safe space. And because there's so much let down in our history when it comes right. to professionals, period, most people won't go to therapy because they think that they're not going to have anybody that looks like them. Mm. Um, okay. I was I was wondering why, why there's not that acceptance or permission, feeling like you have permission to go to therapy, why there's like such a small portion of the BIPOC community that feels okay going to therapy, but it's looking for that, that same, yeah. you, you want that, you want that relationship. I'm not going to be able to understand fully your struggles yeah. with mental health because I'm, I won't ever have those same struggles. So mm -hmm. I totally understand that makes complete sense. Yeah. There's a, there's a lot of, you know, sad unfortunate stories when we look at testing on black people mm, I know slaves you know it's just there's so many things in our history that would prevent someone from going to see a black therapist as a black person you know it's yeah. just like yeah there there's there's a there's there's you know vicarious trauma mm -hmm. um mm -hmm. very much deeply rooted in our history um and it keeps people from going to the doctors it keeps people from getting support with their mental health, which is why spaces like Therapy for Black Girls and other Black creatives and advocates for mental health like myself are very much vocal about their own struggles. I don't believe in non-disclosure mm -hmm, as a mm -hmm. Black therapist. I need to disclose. I need to tell people that I struggle with prenatal depression, mm -hmm. that I struggle with depression, that I struggle with anxiety and still do. You know, that is very important to say. Right out loud and not only that black queer folk mm -hmm. also like there's mm -hmm. a whole other added layer of I won't be supported if I go talk to anyone yeah. about my my mental health and, mm -hmm. and those things that I need because of how I identify right with my sexual orientation there's just so many things that can be a barrier for someone of color and again there are people advocates folks out here who are very much black, brown, and fully invested in mental health, that even if you're not willing to go to therapy right now, follow these folks, listen to them, yeah. listen, listen to the people and, you know, be mindful of who you're following in general. Mm -hmm. You know, this, this information that we receive on a daily, on a daily basis can be very toxic and draining. Mm -hmm. um, and it's important to follow people who are going to encourage you. Yeah. Thank you so much for that. And I'm going to make sure that we have a directory in our show notes of places where people can find um, support. Um, mm -hmm. Amy just jumped into the waiting room, so I'm going to bring her in. Good morning, love. 
Um, so we've got Amy with us. She was Woo-hoo. teaching the America's youth, the future of America. <laughs> On the computer. <laughs> On the computer. <laughs> so she is now with us, able to join us. So Amy's back. So don't worry. I, um, we didn't like, you know, kick each other out or anything. Like that. <laughs> no. We're lifers. Sarah and I are lifers. Life <laughs> nice partners. Yes. Yes. We were just, you know, speaking with Taylor and she has this amazing program. And <laughs> if you go to theheartadvocate.com, you can see all of the ways that she can um, guide you and help you through this journey. So what can people expect when they sign up for a program for, with you? So currently my program is booked. Um, oh, girl. <laughs> That's awesome. Oh, I just spilled coffee all over myself getting excited. (laughs) To be in that space um, and looking back, you know, after I got my certification um, through the path of self-love until now, it's just like, it's it's just amazing that there's so many people that truly want to do the heart work. I have full, Uh, like seriously full body chills all over. (laughs) (laughs) So, you know, when it comes to uh, my Heart Advocate program, you can expect to learn about the Path of Self-Love School and Mm -hmm. the 10 branches of self-love with Taylor's twist. (laughs) Uh, I like it. (laughs) (laughs) Um, A self-love therapist. So I I use a lot of CBT in my work. I I like to focus on the here and now. I like to focus on what are you thinking, feeling, and doing in this Mm -hmm. moment in your life. I like to focus on self-care, self-empowerment, self-respect, and honoring self with a lot of joy included. Mm -hmm. You all know I'm not a stuffy, just not a stuffy person. I'm very (laughs) much personal, um, very much in your face, very much not sugarcoating Mm -hmm. or tiptoeing around, Mm -hmm. but also, you know, very much raw and transparent with my own story. I just believe in storytelling. I think that's how we heal. Um, You can expect all those things with me. My my program currently is 12 weeks, uh, one hour a week, and then you do the heart work on the other six days um, that we're not together, we come back and, and reconnect in that way. I do have a waiting list started um, as of right now. So if anybody is interested in being on the waiting list, when things open up and people graduate, I will reach out to you. That's pretty much how I'm going about it. But also I have um, heart advocate sessions where if you just want some self-love therapy, you just need a moment to vent, release, and do the hard work. Mm -hmm. You can also meet with me for an hour and we connect in that way as well. Everything is virtual. Um, And even prior to the pandemic, I get this question a lot too, like just about, you know, everybody being virtual because of the pandemic. Mm -hmm. I was virtual before the pandemic. (laughs) I wanted to, (laughs) I wanted to meet people where they are, but also be very honest about my life. I am a mom. Right. Yeah. And, you know, when I first started, I think she was three. Um, she's five now, but, yeah. you know, I had to be home with my baby. So you have to be okay with my baby right. running across the screen. You <laughs> right. Have to be okay with her interrupting. This is life. So I was doing that before. I was well prepared for the pandemic. Well prepared <laughs> <laughs> for those things. So, yeah, everything that I do is virtual outside of, you know, prior to the pandemic workshops were in person but even doing those virtually now but yeah that that's it heart advocate program heart advocate sessions workshops when people ask me 
yeah. um, to conduct things for groups. Um, I love talking about, my favorite workshop is self-care matters. I have done self-care matters workshop with so many organizations and colleges since 2020. It's been amazing. Wow. Yeah. You need to so, get into the professional space and start talking to these corporations and oh corporate God. people. Yeah. I'm here for it. Yeah. <laughs> so so if I, you are booking those things for a corporation, if you work for corporate America, get with Taylor because she can help and it needs to be integrated everywhere. Cause this whole hour, hour and a half, two hour workshop. I yeah. got you. Mm-hmm. And she like, it's not one of those boring workshops. So no. your people will love it. it so I was going to add yes. something I forgot to add. And so Taylor, it's interesting because I think that when we meet people, it's how they impact us. The other person doesn't know. So I remember you distinctly and here's mm. why like so well and I just have like been in love with you ever since like I watch I watch everything you do on Instagram like and here's why I think everyone else will love you is that Sarah and I talk a lot about and I'm sure you guys already discussed this but body image stuff and we were getting pictures oh well we were getting pictures Mm -hmm. and taken and immediately I was like oh my god please take it from up top please do this she was like girl she was like (laughs) own that shit that's what she said to me she goes own that shit and I was like I don't know about that. Maybe she was <laughs> like, she was like, own that chin, another chin, own that belly. <laughs> and I just remember feeling like, I, I don't know. I, yeah. Just so drawn to you. And so mm. like uplifted in that moment. And I felt like I, I was able to take pictures the rest of the day because of that. And then it stuck mm. with me. I'm telling you, like, I think mm. about you and what you said to me all the time. Because wow. I'm like, own that. Who I am is incredible. And all of this had to happen to get here. Mm-hmm. So, you know, um, but it was just like, it was a very, it was back even when my confidence was a lot even lower, right? Mm-hmm. So we're talking over a year ago. And so I, I like to think I'm in a better spot, but man, you have definitely impacted wow. me so, so much. So I appreciate it. Thank you. That's so dope. Thank you for sharing that with yeah, me. Yeah, yeah. Because that's that's how I want people to feel when they're in my space. Yeah. Um, is that you can just be, you know, yeah. you don't need you don't need to suck it in to take a picture. You don't need to have on a body shaper. You don't need to have the camera up Wait. here. You know? <laughs> let's, yeah. let's take photos down here. Let's, yeah. let's take photos <laughs> from this angle. Like, let yeah. I just. Uh, I'm so about, you know, anti-beauty shaming and body shaming, mm-hmm. you know, and just acceptance of self. I know. And it is a lifelong journey because we're, we're getting older every day. And, yeah. Um, yep. So if we, if we can love ourselves right now, you know, maybe when we're 70, we'll still wear crop tops and still go yeah. out. Hell yeah. I want to be that 70 year old. You know? <laughs> yes. I don't want to be in the house. I don't have anything to wear and you know, yeah. I just don't want to No, I want to love me with wrinkles and yeah. stretch marks and because, varicose veins. Because own it, that. like own that shit, right? Yes. <laughs> Let's talk about body image. Womp, womp, bom. <laughs> <laughs> Sarah and I got the most feedback on our body image episodes from people we didn't know. Mm-hmm. So lots and lots of people who are out there feeling exactly the things we verbalized because nobody talks yeah. about it. And so yeah. it is a massive problem. Yeah. Problem mm-hmm. Situation. It I don't is. know what you want to call it. Yeah. It's a problem. It's, it's a problem. Yeah. A problem. Yeah. Yeah. It is. It's, it's an epidemic. 
It comes. Yeah. Yes. It yeah. is. It is. So and it's all rooted in perfection, you know. Mm-hmm. And perfection is in everything, but it definitely is in what we see when we look in the mirror and we shame ourselves because we were taught how to. I mean, you can't tell an infant that they're or a toddler that they're not amazing. Right. My daughter, right. she puts on whatever the hell she wants to put on. Yeah. You know, tutu, bitch match socks, yep. boots. <laughs> Yeah. Mm-hmm. She's got like this crazy hat on and she's like, let's go outside. Yeah. <laughs> and then here comes parents like that doesn't match. Yeah. You know? and, then, and then we we start to tell them that their expression isn't good enough. And yeah. then they take that and turn into adults who feel like they have to change who they are to fit mm-hmm. in. Yeah. <sighs> it's a problem. Yeah. It's a problem. And Is it definitely it- impacts what we see. Would you say that most of your clients have body image issues? They come to you with that as one of their number ones? I don't know if it's a number one, but I just think everybody has body image issues. Yeah. I think, yeah, under the system that we live in, I mean, like, wasn't like one of the first commercials for women, like the girdle? Oh, dear God. Probably. Like, their advertisement for us from the very beginning was like, change who you are. You're not good enough. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, and as a woman of color, you're really not good enough. Yeah. You know, there's just so many layers to it. I think if if anybody skipped, you know, beauty and body shaming, how? Like, how did you yeah. get your yeah. life without dealing with that? Yeah. You know, I don't know anybody who's like, I don't have any body images. And we're talking about all shapes and sizes, heights, mm-hmm. skin tones. Everybody has an issue with something and everybody's running to... The cosmetologist and right. to, to the doctor to get cut up and you know no shame but I know why you're doing it you're yeah. not doing it for you yeah. yeah if it was up to us most of us wore sweatpants every day like yeah. <laughs> true like, like really like if we got to the core of us we would be comfortable yeah we would not you know do all of this stuff no. to to fix ourselves because we're not yeah. broken mm-hmm. yeah um, I think society makes us feel that way so I do think a lot of people try to hide their true feelings about their bodies to seem more confident. But the reality is most of us struggle to love something about our bodies. In Healing Over Everything last week, it was Body Positive Week. And I asked those questions, like what parts of your body do you struggle to love? And most people went right to the stomach. Yep. Oh that's yeah. That's the first thing you hear Yeah, is my stomach. But then I say, what parts of you do you love? And everybody says hair and smile and eyes. Nobody says anything about anything their body. body. Yeah. I'm like, isn't that interesting? Everybody mm-hmm. stays right here when you ask what you love about yourself. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, I ask them to compliment the parts of their body that they struggle to love. And I didn't get that many comments on that mm-hmm. one. And I always expect that because it's hard to compliment self when your whole life you've been beauty and body shaping yourself. Yeah. Right. And others have been too. We were taught how to do it. Yeah, we were taught how to do it. Most of us, it was our first teachers, our moms, our grandmothers. They were the ones who told us to suck it in. They were the ones that, you know, poked at our bellies and said, oh, you're getting big. Mm -hmm. Yeah. (sighs) They were the ones who fat shamed. So we we learned how to internalize it. Mm Yeah. Yeah. In the media, that's all they talk about. That's yeah. it. Yeah. I mean, I don't know that there's anything else that women can do. It's just like, that's all you're going to tell me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
<laughs> thank goodness for for folks like Lizzo and for yeah. artists like like I love that Alicia Keys will go makeup free anytime yeah. she wants. Mm-hmm. I just there's certain things that I just like. I really and, and I have to, to and tell I, you, I had an argument with a um, doctor actually about Lizzo because I've watched mm-hmm. Lizzo work out. Yeah. She's and strong as fuck. She's man. strong she as works, fuck. Yeah. And and it, it reminds me of like us, right? When mm-hmm. we work out, like I feel like so strong, but I'm not looking that whatever way you want me to look. But, and I said, I do believe she's healthy. Like I've yeah. seen her, I, I, I bet you she could outwork you. No, there's no possible way she can be that size and be healthy. I was like, what the fuck, man? And you know, of course it was just like some middle-aged white guy. So I just was so annoyed. And I was like, I've got to get out of here. <laughs> Like what a stupid thing to say. It's just, yeah. and it's this belief that you can't be healthy at a different size than what you think health is. Right, right, right. Mm-hmm. Yep, really bothers me. Yeah. It's a problem. It is. Yeah, it's, a it's, problem. A problem. it's a problem. It's a problem. It's absolutely, a, yeah. it's a problematic thing. That's why so many, you know, shy away from even talking about health, which mm-hmm. is important. But there's so much trauma wrapped around it from these professionals who belittled you. Yeah. You know, just yeah. for existing. Right. Um, yeah. You know, we got I a lot of work to do. We do. We and I think we all need to do what you're doing. And that's just <laughs> own that shit and put it out there. Cause I love like when I watch your stories and you're just moving, moving to the music and yeah. loving your body. Um, you are always promoting those belly beads and I keep going in there to buy them. And then I don't, and I'm like, why am I not doing this? Why don't I just buy them? Cause I, I would love, and I own crop tops and I wear them. So I think it's like, oh, but I don't want to draw attention to that yeah. area, you know, but I just want to thank you for doing that. And, and you're, you're, you're making such a difference. Yeah, you are. So whether you know it or not, or people yeah. are voicing it or not, we're watching yeah and we're loving and guys if you don't already follow taylor she just brings like you can't i've been smiling this whole time you can't help but smile when you're in her presence i agree when you're watching her talking to her (laughs) she just has this like amazing energy that you can feel through the screen like Mm -hmm. she's just she's my jam you guys are so sweet i appreciate it we love you Get your beads. It's yeah, I'm gonna get my beads. Thing. I'm gonna get my beads. Let's go get our beads. Thing. Yeah, it is. I feel so. I don't know. It's, yeah. it's so simple. So, and I'm very much like a masculine type, but like, huh? When the spring comes, the yeah. beads come out. Yeah, I love it. I love it. That's that's amazing. Yes. So all we right. all. I think. Uh, I think we got it. I've been wanting to take a picture. Um, because you know, the rule on social media is you can't show nipple, right? Well, I don't have nipples because I had a mastectomy. So I've been really wanting to, and I've seen pictures out there, these women who have had mastectomies and they've shown, they've shown their chest. And I want to do that so bad because that's the part of me that I think, okay, I can't, I can't be sexy anymore because, you know, Mm -hmm. so I just want to like put that out there. So I'm saying it on this episode. So You're that I can, that I can hold myself accountable. Oh, I'm rooting. It, I'm girl. rooting yes. for you. I'm rooting, and I can't wait to like and comment. <laughs> you two are great. Thank you so much for having. Thank me. you so much for being on with us. Bye. Bye. Bye.